It's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love Talk today about rising up in a down world. Thank you, Gabby. This is Evelyn, and we are in the studio today, and we're going to have fun, and we're just so thrilled that you've joined us. Uh, with me across this great tribe, that's a river of life that passes in this station, is the sweetest thing you ever saw in your life. Hello, Miss Evelyn. <laughs> uh, welcome to Love Talk, friends. This is Coach Carrie Brinkater, and opening the show, as always, is the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and you have found the Love Ladies right here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. And of course, we have on the line our wonderfilled great friend, Kathy Enderbrock. Hey, Kath. Hey, good morning, Coach Carrie. Good morning, Miss Evelyn. Miss Evelyn, am I at least like the second sweetest thing that you'll ever know in life? I'm I'm always happy to come behind Carrie, but if at least I can hold that third, that second position. I'm, I will be happy. Uh, oh, I think I think we're equal in Miss Evelyn's heart for sure. We're her two adopted daughters, as she likes you to say. You are jewels, jewels mm-hmm. beyond measure. But I growing up had you know with a brother, two brothers, and. Uh, and then, then I get married. What do we do? We have two boys. <laughs> well, we, we've we just come along to fill those holes in your heart, Miss Evelyn. That's right. That's just right. what I was going to say. It, you know, it's been an advent, uh, really a sweet adventure through the years. And we are now in our 33rd year. 36th year, Miss Evelyn. 36th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through to that. And I never thought I'd last, you know, a pair of shoes at home <laughs> to walk and go somewhere. But, you know, it is exciting to see God work. It is it is so exciting to know that he is at every beck and call when we when we serve him and when we serve others and I'm just so glad that we can do that with a smile today because we got some really wonderful things coming up. Absolutely, Miss Evelyn. You know our program today is titled "Rise Up in a Down World." Rise up in a down world, and uh, we're going to have some very practical things to discuss today, friends. Um, You know, we're not getting really deep in the weeds of theology today. These are really practical, everyday things that we can um, set our minds upon as we are looking to be a light in this time where... Man, we can really get bogged down in all of the darkness that's going on around us and the jibber-jab and just all of the chaos. And Go ahead, Miss Evelyn. The thing about this is the scripture describes that as salt. Mm -hmm. In our scripture today, it says, you are the salt of the earth. And for a long time, I'd read that scripture and think, what is that? What does that even mean, right? We're going to talk about that today. Yeah, but... uh, Salt was the first preservative mm-hmm. for the children of light, and and that well, it, you know, salt makes over. every salt makes everything <laughs> taste better, right? Well, let's go ahead and read those verses: Matthew fifteen thirteen through sixteen. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before Mm. others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Salt and light, Miss Evelyn, as we discuss rising up in a down world, this is going to be very, very important for us. You know, it's spring, friends. Here we are as we hurtle through this month of April. I tell you what, it, it, it time is flying by so fast. And I guess that's because, you know, we're coming out of this pandemic and a time that was a little bit slower, mm. maybe, you know, where we didn't have a whole lot of things on our plate because we were stuck at home, and now I feel like we are flying through the months here. Um, These past 13 months of this pandemic have been hard, you know, and I think that everyone has been consuming more news, Miss Evelyn. You know, we're looking at the numbers. Where's the numbers for COVID? And, you know, what does our local government say? What is our state government saying? What are our national leaders talking about? 
And we've consumed this from not only the television, Mm -hmm. but uh, podcasts. A lot of podcasts really have taken off during this pandemic. Social media, Internet news. There's a lot of information out there. And to weed through it all is, um, is quite a process. And much of it can be depressing, a big downer. So what are we called to do? Just exactly what these verses said, Miss Evelyn, we are called to be salt and light, to rise up in a down world. We're called to be different. Today, wake up, dress up, hush up, stand up, look up, and lift up. Oh, man, I can't wait to get to all of those today. Well, Miss Kathy, what has been going on in your world as we hurtle through this month of April? Well, we booked our tickets for coming to Texas. I'm so excited to be uh, attending the state prayer breakfast on the Monday, what is it, the May May 3rd, 3rd. I think, Monday, Mm -hmm. May 3rd, 6.30 a.m. at the Kalahari Resort and Graham Lots. Oh, my goodness. I have been emailing all of my friends and telling them, get a seat, I'll meet you there. Get a seat, I'll meet you there. And because so many times I come to Texas and I just, I I don't have time to, to, um, just get with everyone that I'm desperate to get with. So we will have three hours together beginning at 6.30 in the morning uh, just to pray together, to be inspired together, just to fellowship together and to pray for this state and pray for this nation and uh, kind of gather together under um, one banner, the banner that God holds up over us, the banner mm. of love. And so I'm so looking forward to that. Got my tickets. They are hot in my hand. Um, and, you know, getting all of these, uh, every, all the final stuff on this, um, book, the, my voice, his heart. And I've just learned so much through this. It is going to be ready for all of the women's Bible studies this summer and this fall. And uh, my board of directors has approved funds for the first five churches that sign up to um, include My Voice is Heart in your fall Bible study for women that I will fly out and either kick off the, the study or I'll fly out at the end of it and wrap up the study. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to be a really fun fall. What but, um, a joy. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And, okay, news that we have to share with all of our listening friends that for me, you know, I mean, Coach Carrie and Miss Evelyn, you know, I'm not a morning person, you know, 8 a.m., that is, that's a little bit rough for me. And we used to have a 2 o'clock time slot on Saturdays for Love Talk. Yes. And, um, and then we moved to 8 a.m. to fill the time slot uh, for Focus on the Family. And so uh, we've been at at 8 a.m. now, I think, for, gosh, two years. I I think it is about two years. And, um, and, And listening friends, we just thank you so much. For those of you who made the transition with us, thank you for moving to 8 a.m. I know that for many of you it was pretty difficult. And to all of our new listening friends uh, that have joined us since we moved to the 8 a.m. spot, thank you for becoming our friends. We are going to be shifting to 10 a.m. as of Saturday, May 1st. So we're going to kind of meet you right in the middle. For those of our listening friends where 8 a.m. was a little bit early, uh, that or 2 p.m. was a little bit too late. We're going to meet in the middle. We're going to do 10 a.m. And I'm very excited about this new spot because, you know, I I am excited about it making it better for our listening friends. And I'm excited about all the new listening friends as well who are saying, hey, 8 a.m. is a bit early, but 10 a.m., I'm right there with you. I know. That's going to be – I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be great. My, my friends are going to have to reset their alarms. Um, they have their alarms, uh, you know, like a reminder set on their phones to catch us at 8 a.m. And so they'll have to move that reminder to 10 a.m., um, which I love. But, you know, friends, if you miss us – on the air on Love Talk at 10 a.m. You can always catch us on our archives at Love Talk Network. That's Love Talk Network. And all of our archives are there for you to scroll through, to find, and you can listen. You can binge listen to the Love Ladies, you know. <laughs> yeah. You can listen to um, to each one 
back to back to back because we've had some phenomenal shows of late and we've got some great shows coming up this summer this uh, late spring and summer as we do a series on health super excited about that our series on health is going to not only encompass spiritual health financial health uh, uh, personal health, mental health, um, sexual health. We are going to cover it all. There's going to be hopefully not a stone left unturned. Uh, and we'll have lots of great guest experts in their field that will help lead us through our series on health. Now, Kathy, um, before we go to break, uh, we're called to be salt and light. What does that even mean? Okay, I mean, this is just so rich. I will tell you, entire books could be written on what yes. it means to be salt mm-hmm. and light. But mm-hmm. we're going to give the, um, what is it called, the Sparks version, the yes. short version <laughs> today, just to be really succinct. To be salt means to deliberately seek to influence people in one's life by showing them the unconditional love of Christ, basically sprinkling Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, sprinkling those things over the lives of others wherever you go in your area of, of, of influence. Light is a symbol used to mean awareness, knowledge, understanding. And to be light means to be a witness to others concerning the, the truth of God, uh, especially especially about who Christ is and, and, and how he specifically died for our sins and rose again, giving us salvation and resurrection power uh, in our lives today, sharing the truth of God's word. That is light. And so, friends, I would ask you, what are you sprinkling over the lives of others today? What, what light are you holding up that casts out the darkness, that gets rid of the gloom and the doom? We're going to be talking about that. We can choose. We can choose to be salt and light in several ways as we seek to rise up in a down world. And, you know, I think that sometimes we wake up, we just go, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I feel horrible. You've been peeking through my window. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Evelyn. Well, you know, this is what I love, Miss Evelyn. You may have woken up feeling like that, but you chose that you were not going to press into that. Instead, Miss Evelyn, you chose to press into joy, to press into patience, to press into peace and to press into love. And that is what you are sprinkling over everyone. And so I, I have a question to you for you because um, Coach Carrie and I, we just learn from you every single week, every time we're together with you. What is the first way that we can seek to rise up in a down world, Miss Evelyn? Well, I think the, you have to work on the attitude first where you can – uh, begin to work on action, and sometimes our attitude gets so bent out of shape, it's even hard for the Lord to fix us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it just takes a good old-fashioned sit down and go through uh, those areas in my life where it's not working. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, shooting somebody or something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> but uh, when we look at our life as the life of Jesus Christ, stop and think about that. Our life is like this life of Jesus. And we are an example uh, to a world that is spinning, you know, widely. But he tells us, get up, sit up, and get busy. And those are the three things that as we begin to move into that area where, you know, you know, what are you going to do? Everything's falling down. You get in and you can dust up first mm-hmm. on your Bible. Mm-hmm. And then from that, you begin to to name those things in your life that are either painful or, or not valued. Mm-hmm. And when we do that and we pray, we've got the world mm-hmm. at the tip of our hand. So you're telling us that, that the first thing we can do, Miss Evelyn, is to wake up. Wake up and look at yourself. Yes. You know, when we wake up, it's a choice to have that attitude as we proceed through the day. Um, I can't wait to get into to more of this, friends, as we look at ways to rise up 
in a down world, when 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 things want to push us down, when everything around us seems like chaos, you know, friends, we do not serve a God of chaos. He's a God of order. And we're going to look at these practical tips to help us rise up in a down world. The first one is wake up with that good attitude. Friends, when we return to Love Talk, we'll continue to discuss rising up in a down world right after this. And good morning, friends. Thank you for joining us here on Love Talk on KTXW 101.1 FM and 11:20 a.m. The Bridge Austin, today's Central Texas Christian Talk. You have found the Love Ladies. I am Kathy Endebrock, and in studio is the First Lady of Love, Ms. Eve- Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and Coach Carrie Brinkater. Friends, today we are talking about rising up in a down world. How do we do that? We're going to be salt. We're going to be light. And in our first segment, the first up that we talked about was waking up. We need to wake up, friends. We get to wake up and make the decision that we are going to be salt and light, sprinkling love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control wherever we go in every area of influence. And we're going to be light, sharing the truth of God's word, the truth of Jesus Christ, and the intimate relationship that he wants to have with us. So, Coach Carey, Miss Evelyn, uh, we're going to wake up. And, Coach Carey, you had talked a little bit about the principle of waking up and choosing when we were mm-hmm. at the close of our last segment. Do you want to mm-hmm. just grab a hold of this and walk us through this a bit more? Mm-hmm. I do. You know, I think... As soon as our eyes pop open, um, you know, we, we make a choice. And when our eyes pop open, we make a choice to groan and moan or we make a choice to be thankful that our eyes popped open, that we can move our legs to get out of the bed. Um, and my son's been going to this uh, early morning training three days a week, and my alarm goes off at 5.30. Um, and so, and I've now gotten to the point where I'm awake before my alarm even goes off. Um, and, you know, I could choose to whine and moan about that, but, you know, the older my kids get, I realize they're not going to be around very much longer in my house. Uh, my alarm's not going to be set to take my boy to training at you know six o'clock in the morning and so for me that attitude of gratitude is has become extremely important and miss evelyn i think you know you've said this so many times you know sometimes you just have to decide to let some things go right you know pick and choose your battles and um, for me, uh, there was a battle going on for a very long time in our household about the kids coming down to eat breakfast before they go to school. Well, I was losing that battle every day. <laughs> and I was not only losing that battle, but I was causing like this angry feeling in my home before my kids left for school. Yeah. That's terrible. And so I just decided, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Okay, they can grab their breakfast and they can eat it on the way. They can eat it when they get to first period, whatever. It's fine. Why am I making such a big deal about this? And why am I causing such angst in my household before my kids leave for school? It's silly. Um, and so I've really made a conscious effort to, to, you know, to just decide to let some things go that are really not that important. Um, and for me, that's a way to wake up. And have an attitude that puts us on a good path. Because who wants to start their day with a stinky attitude? Um, you know, it just kind of puts our path on the right way. Something else that I've taken to telling my kids every single morning, and I actually got this from um, a gal. Her name's Tabitha Brown, and she's precious. Um, and she says, um, now I want you to go and have a great day. But even if you can't have a great day, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's. You hear? <laughs> and so I've been telling that to my kids as well. And it just it makes them chuckle before they get out of the car, before they leave the house. And um, so those are a couple of very practical ways to wake up and point our eyes in a direction of of gratitude. 
Well, you know, it, um, when you look at it from the big picture, you know, we take we look at those little things. Mm-hmm. When you look at the big picture, you've got to smile. Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing you do is you smile. What is smile? It's to sit up. Take the blows as they come. Mm-hmm. Move up. Don't mm-hmm. sit there and moan and groan. Get up and do something. Mm-hmm. Inspect. This is the hardest part of it. Mm-hmm. Look at my life and see, Lord, are you proud of me? Mm. Or have a husband that you would maybe once a year say, Honey, do you really love me? Mm. <laughs> uh, you smile and as you do, then you listen to the answers that you get. And you let it go. Let God do, do, let the Lord deal with it. And then the the last thing is to empty the buckets and buckets of yesterday's mistakes. Oh, Evelyn, you're getting deep now. Uh, dig dig your hole and put them in there mm. and get on down the road of love. That's what Jesus did when the people came against him. He would stay a little while. He would plant a seed, and then he would get his crew, and they would walk to the next location. Sometimes we just don't want to do it. We aren't going to do it. We we deserve more than this. But if you smile as you begin it, you can always go back to the smile and say, Lord, you did this. Why aren't you not doing this? Mm-hmm. So, And through the years, when you get old, you go back and look at when you did that, what happened? Mm-hmm. God does things. You, you know, Miss Evelyn, it's just a perfect segue into our second point of dress up. And I don't mean, you know, putting on a nice, fancy clothes or a full face of makeup. Kathy, what do we mean by dress up? Miss Evelyn's already told us. I, that's exactly right. The best way to dress up is to put on a smile. Mm-hmm. And, you know, friends, I think sometimes we think, why smile? You can't see that through a mask. No one's going to see me smiling. Oh, yes, they can. Mm-hmm. There is something that happens to your voice when you smile. There mm-hmm. is something that happens to your eyes when you smile. There's something that happens to your entire demeanor When you smile, it's important to put on, to dress up by putting on that smile. And this is what I tell you, friends. You know what? Even if you have that mask on and the person next to you cannot see that smile, there is someone who can see that smile. And and I'll prove this to you. It comes straight from God's word. It says it's from 1 Samuel verse 16 or chapter 16, verse 7. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So when you are smiling, Mm -hmm. even though no one else can see it, God sees it. Mm -hmm. He sees that choice. He sees that purposeful intent, that, that kindness that you choose to put on that when you are dressing up, you are putting on that smile. And I will tell you, friends, when you are staring at the at the mirror in the morning, smile at yourself. <laughs> I know that might sound a little bit goofy. That takes bravery. <laughs> <laughs> you need to see that smile. And, you know, something that I love is that when we are dressing up, we can clothe ourselves in garments of praise. Mm-hmm. And something that's really fun that I like to do is when I'm getting dressed, I, I put on a praise song. And as I'm physically putting on my clothes, I am also putting on garments of praise. And I tell you, there is nothing that will stick with you during the day as that garment of praise mm-hmm. that you chose to put on that first thing in the morning. Wow, I love that. Put on a praise song while you're getting ready. I, I love that. Um, all right, friends, rise up in a down world. Okay, so we're waking up with that attitude of gratitude. We are dressing up with a smile. And as Miss Evelyn said, that smile is, it just means so much. Um, and it, it really, just as we walk around the grocery store, I know even through the mask, and thank goodness, like, we're, we're coming through to the end of this, friends. Hold on. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but you can you can see when somebody's smiling at you. Um, and it just, it just makes people feel better. Just a smile. 
All right. So wake up, dress up. Oh, Miss Evelyn, this is the hardest one for me. Mm-hmm. Hush up. <laughs> so hush up. Another way to rise up in a down world is to hush up. Proverbs thirteen three. He who guards his lips guards his soul. This one can be tricky. Now, Miss Evelyn, you have been a talk show host for 35 years, going on 36 years now. But there's times that we have to hush up. God gave us two ears and one mouth, and I think that's probably for a reason. Um, What are some tips for us to help to hush up? Recognize that Jesus is with you. You know, we get up in the morning and there's, you know, oh my gosh, God says, no, 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 no. And, you know, we forget. So the first thing you do is you, is you smile and say, good morning, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Lord. Mm-hmm. I often say, Lord, I don't say Christ much. And as you do that, the Lord begins to build in you or build in me as I do it confidence in where I am and what I'm doing. And I think that's the hardest thing sometimes for women is, mm-hmm. you know, we, we we go to a church maybe that won't let women pray. I had friends that that's, you know, part of their day. And, and then we, we have to ask ourselves, this is not right in my life. What am I not doing or what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this morning, I had a little fuss with Van because he wouldn't get up. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm here, there, everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and But he didn't feel good. He didn't feel mm-hmm. good yesterday. We went to get my second shot. You guys got your second vaccination, and you guys were feeling a little puny. Yeah. And then the thing that you really want to do, you look at your life as if it is um, – the most precious thing that God ever gave us. Mm-hmm. He plants us in the zone that he wants to return. He wants fruit mm-hmm. on his garden. And sometimes it takes a long time to learn what that is. Mm-hmm. And so when we started Love Talk 35 years ago, I thought, Lord, I've done this before. But I didn't do it well. Mm. And I want you to help me. My dad had a radio station. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I said I'd never do that. But you know why I said that? Because Jesus was not present in my life. Right. Right. I mean, I was eight, nine, ten years old. My dad was drafted when I was 12 mm-hmm. into the Navy. Uh, it, it changed the things that were important to me. And that's so hard to do sometimes. You know, I, want, I wanted pretty hair, and I worked a lot on my hair. And, <laughs> you know, it's just things we do. <laughs> It's things we do when we don't know what to do. That, you know, that's a really good point. You know, a lot of times our mouth gets ahead of us, and mm-hmm. we might just be talking because we don't know what else to do. I think I've really found this with my teenagers. You know, they really just want to be heard. They don't want us to fix it, and they don't necessarily want to hear a story about when I was, you know, 16 <laughs> or whatever. Um, but they, they just they, they want to feel listened to. I found this quote um, from a book called The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. And it says, feeling listened to and understood changes our physiology. Being able to articulate a complex feeling and having our feelings recognized mm. lights up our limbic brain and creates an aha moment. In contrast, being met by silence and incomprehension kills the spirit. And so, you know, as as I really contemplated this point of hush up and what that means to me, because I have a tendency to jump in and tell a story or try to fix things, a lot of times people just want to be heard. They mm-hmm. want to be listened to because that makes us feel important and and so I, this is not, this does not come naturally to me. So I just have to, sometimes I, I have to pinch myself. Like I'll, I'll pinch my leg, right? <laughs> I'll like take my hand and pinch my leg to tell my, to remind myself to be quiet yeah. and to just listen, to hush up. Because, I mean, it's kind of haughty of me to think that my words are more important than somebody else's. 
right? I have that problem too. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, you know, that's I, that's something. I mean, Kathy, have you found that with your with your teens uh, that they they really just want to be listened to? Yeah, I, you know, I think that we have to gain understanding as the highest priority. And then after we have that understanding um, and we have the wisdom of that, that understanding, only then can we really share wisdom that addresses not only the situation, but addresses the specific person or persons involved. And, you know, I think we see this with Christ is that he used um, parables and examples that specifically resonated with the individual's or groups, or communities that he was speaking to. Mm-hmm. And um, had he not stopped and listened um, and observed uh, the group that he was addressing, um, how would he have known uh, which which examples to use, which lessons to teach, what topics to address? And, I mean, we have to remember that, you know, Christ at age 12 was talking with um, some of the highest rabbinical scholars in the entire land of Israel when he was 12. And even at 12, they were amazed at his wisdom. So yet Christ also went and talked with, you know, impoverished women who were outcasts of society. He talked Mm -hmm. with every single segment there was from government leaders to uh, religious leaders, to outcasts that no one wanted to have anything to do with. And he had to listen and observe before he then chose what to say. And I Mm -hmm. think that we do. I think the principle of gaining understanding is all through the Proverbs. And I think it's something that, like you said, we can't just jump in and share everything we know Mm -hmm. (laughs) because... Uh, if it if if all of your words fall to the ground, what good has it been to speak those words? So we do have yeah. to hush up, listen, and observe mm-hmm. first, and mm-hmm. then choose um, what we want to say, and choose if it's appropriate to speak at that moment. Because, like mm-hmm. you said, Carrie, I think a lot of times speaking with our kiddos, sometimes they don't need words; they need hugs. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. when 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 they really need hugs, and we just throw a bunch of words at them. I think a lot of times it makes matters worse. I think you're right. Yeah. And, you know, something else I've learned, and Kathy, you're really good at this. You ask a lot of questions to gain understanding, you know, and the more we listen, the more we comprehend. And so if we don't understand um, as the conversation is proceeding to ask to ask questions instead of assume things, is very, very helpful as we look to rise up in this down world because there's a lot of misunderstanding out there. And words can be misconstrued and misunderstood simply because we don't have a full understanding. And so asking questions is very important as we couple that with really listening to what someone is trying to to tell us and the points they're trying to get across. All right, I really want to get to this next point of how to rise up in a down world. We've looked at wake up, dress up, hush up. Now then, what about stand up? Oh, (laughs) friends, this is a big one. Esther 414, perhaps you were born for such a time as this. Um, I was listening to a speaker last week, and she was talking about how our kids are in this generation where they've never dialed a phone. They don't really know what a dial tone is. They don't know what a busy signal is. <laughs> they, oh right? They don't know what a busy signal is. Um, they've never licked a stamp. Think about that. Our kids have never licked a stamp. Um, you know, just things that, that we grew up with are so different now. They've never lived in a world without Google. They've never lived in a world without Siri. Um, and so we have to really take this verse in Esther to heart that perhaps you were born for such a time as this. Our kids were born for such a time as this, and we are who we are for such a time as this. And we, we're in this cancel culture, Miss Evelyn, of 
you know, we're afraid to talk about anything because we're afraid we're going to get canceled, right? I mean, there's an old Aaron Tippin song. I think it's from the 90s. You know, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything, (laughs) right? Got to be your own man, not a puppet on on a string. Never compromise what's right and uphold your family name. This is so true. I mean, we're just, I mean, Mr. Potato Head has been canceled. Um, Aunt Jemima, um, the names Washington, Lincoln, and Jefferson, these former U.S. president's names have been wiped from San Francisco public schools after the school board decided to rename 44 schools that had ties to racism and dishonorable legacies. You know, we've gotten to the point where we've, we've decided not to learn from history. We've decided not to glean, um, you know, bits of, of wisdom from history and look at mistakes that were made. We've decided to just erase it and pretend like um, these names are, are, are what's evil. No. Some of the things that were going on during those times, were, we look back and we go, you know what? Those things are wrong. Those things are wrong. And and we look at the situation and the circumstances and we learn from that and we move on. And our kids and as well as us, Christian friends, we're in this culture where sometimes we're afraid to speak up because we don't know how our voice is going to be heard. Um, and so it's so important for us to have a backbone about what we believe in and why we believe it. Can we articulate it? Standing up is so important. Um, you know, Kathy, what, uh, my question to you is, what does this mean for Christians who are trying to be in the world but not of the world, this stand-up principle? <laughs> there is a there's a scripture in Galatians chapter six. It, it starts in verse uh, nine and it says, let us not grow weary in doing good for at the proper time. We will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good. So, friends, look for those opportunities to do good and don't give up. And I mean, Carrie, I think one of the most concerning things about cancel culture is that uh, it says basically forgiveness is no longer a virtue. Right. Uh, for, for forgiveness is no longer something that is good and wholesome and pure and lovely. Uh, but with cancel culture, only hate, vengeance, reparation, getting even. That's what is upheld and Mm -hmm. acceptable as a response. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, destruction, destroying the legacy, upholding these uh, people to this um, level of perfection that if any blemish whatsoever is found on the character, any tarnish whatsoever, uh, that they are completely wiped from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't matter if their lives were 99% impactful for the incredible good of the nation. If there is 1% that can be found um, uh, suspect in any way, they've got to be canceled. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think it's a really destructive force in our nation that we have got to stand up Against And I think here's the thing. In order to stand up and to stand up well, you have to do the first things first. You have to wake up. You have to dress up. You have to hush up so that you know exactly when and how you need to stand up. Man, you know, it's so good good how you draw that comparison between forgiveness and the cancel culture. Um, Because our whole... (laughs) Uh, Siri system of belief here, friends, as Christians, is based on forgiveness. I can't imagine what it would be like to walk through this world, you know, so afraid to make a mistake, right? Like, I make mistakes every day, and I, I need to... You know, there's times that I need to ask my husband for forgiveness for being short with him about something. I need to ask my kids for forgiveness for, um, you know, saying something out of turn or, or speaking too much or whatever it is. I mean, there's just so much that we need every day to be felt loved and that that 
the the cancel culture with the vengeance, Kathy, like you said, it's just so toxic. And carrying all of that around and being bitter and angry every day is so hard to carry. <laughs> it's so hard to carry. All right, friends, when we return to love talk, we'll get into our next point with Miss Evelyn. We've talked about wake up and dress up and hush up and stand up, have a backbone for what we believe in. Miss Evelyn will help walk us through look up and what that means in this rise up in a down world and how we can continue to put our eyes on Jesus as we rise up in this down world when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back to Love Talk, friends, on KTXW, the Bridge Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. Friends, we are building bridges of love and leadership. Today we are discussing rising up in a down world. I don't know about you, but this program has been fantastic for me. I have been writing down copious notes since our mm-hmm. very first segment. Who knew that uh, an acrostic for smile could make such a difference? Miss Evelyn, um, I'm actually going to go back to our archives and mm-hmm. re-listen to everything that you said smile stands for so I can complete all my notes. Well, friends, we have talked through rising up. And in our first two segments, we have discussed uh, the principle of wake up, dress up, hush up, stand up. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to talk about the next way to rise up in a down world, and that is to look up. Miss Evelyn, can mm-hmm. you help introduce this for us? Well, yes, because I live it every day. <laughs> uh about 10 years ago, uh, I was having some health issues, and uh, I just gave it up. I said, Lord, I'm not doing anything else unless you do it before me. Mm. And he said, well, what you have to do is you have to learn to pray, and you got to love praying. Mm. Learn to pray and, and use it, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is what I came up with. Love's prayer. You know, love has a prayer. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus is love. Love, give me, Lord, give me arms that I might raise as I give you honor, glory, and praise. That's a hard one. Mm -hmm. Lord, give me eyes that I might see the work that can be done in me. Mm. Boy, that was almost impossible. Lord, give me the ears that I might hear the cry of those who need me near. Lord, give me the lips and I might speak. Comforting peace to all that seek. Lord, give me a mind that I might know how to help others who need me so. Lord, give me hands that I might do some large and some Mm. simple thing for you. Mm. Lord, give me a prayer that I might pray that will help me, that will help and guide me on my way. Anything plus this thing above all else, Lord, give me a heart so I can love. So I can love. Loving is is the most important thing that Jesus does as we progress in our knowledge of Him and our appreciation for Him, and above all things, the power that is available to us. Miss Evelyn, you're so amazing. You know this love's prayer. Let me grab that from you, Miss Evelyn. Have it. This love's prayer. You know, I hope that you guys caught that. The arms to raise the eyes, to see the ears, to hear the lips, to speak the mind, to know the hands to do and the prayer to pray and the heart to love. Um, As we look up, Mm -hmm. Miss Evelyn, um, that's part of that waking up at the beginning to be so grateful and thankful that our, that our bodies can do these things. And he gave us the ability to use our arms, our eyes, our ears to glorify him uh, as we look up in a down world, as we try to rise up in a down world, looking up um, with a love's prayer is so important. I love this, Miss Evelyn. Thank you, you so much for sharing that. Um, all right, Kathy. So we're waking up. We're dressing up with a smile. We're hushing up and listening. We're standing up and having a backbone uh, for the things that we believe in, even when we feel pushed down and pressed down um, by society, the news, the media. Um, And we're looking up with prayer. 
as we rise up in this down world. All right, Kathy, our last one for today is lift up. Can you help talk us through lift up? You know, there is uh there are lots of different sacrifices that are laid out in, in the Old Testament. One of my favorite ones is a Thanksgiving sacrifice. And, and with this Thanksgiving sacrifice, you actually bring um, these things to the altar of God and you lift them up and you like wave them back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then God says, okay, give a portion to me. But now you go and you share those with everyone around you. Mm. And I just love this because it is this same principle that when we look up to God and when we lift up our hands to him, when we lift up our life to him, he is going to fill it, fill our lives with something to share with those around us. And there's this really neat uh, quote by Winston Churchill. It says, we make a living by what we get but we make a life by what we give. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And friends, we need to ask ourselves, what are we giving? Are we giving joy and peace? Is that what mm-hmm. we're sprinkling? Are we being salt and giving gentleness and kindness, a good word of encouragement, a smile? Are, are we listening so that we can share wisdom uh, with those around us? What? are we giving if we are willing to do the things that precede lifting up if we are waking up dressing up hushing up standing up and looking up we are then going to be able to lift up not only ourselves but those around us Mm -hmm. and i think this is such an important principle i mean so many times we want to give something away but we look at our hands and they're empty and we say Mm -hmm. well we have nothing friends this is what i would say to you if you have breath in your lungs, oh, you have so much to lift up. Mm-hmm. You have so much to give away as you rise up in a down world. Oh, I, I, that's so true. Um, it doesn't have to be monetarily. It can be giving of your time. It can be giving of, of uh, just a listening ear. I think another way that we can lift up is to lift up our praise. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time in the car these days, um, you know, taking uh, my son is all that he's very close to getting his license. But a lot of times he has practice or training. That's a good 45 minutes from our house. So I don't know if he's going to be driving there by himself um, so quickly. So I spend a lot of time in the car. And then when I drop him off, I'm waiting and I'm in the car a lot of times. And I've I've come to understand that. It's it's good for me to be quiet in those times when I'm driving um, to lift up praises to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, it just really quiets me. It um, calms my soul. So I'm not so because I'm running around um, all day. And that really helps to calm my spirit. You know, Philippians 4, 6, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. 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 Miss Evelyn, that's hard. You know, that's hard to pray about everything. Um, But when we're in those quiet times, uh, when we're by ourselves, we're just running around in the car, whatever, running errands, it's a really good time to just lift up those praises to the Lord. Um, You know, when you're in the carpool line at school, uh, when you're drinking your morning cup of coffee, whatever it is that you have a second to yourself, a few minutes to yourself, um, I found that those are really good times Mm -hmm. to lift up praises to the Lord. Um, And then how Kathy said, lifting up others um, is, is so very important. Friends, oh my goodness, what a fun show we've had today as we have looked at all these ways to rise up in a down world. Wake up, dress up, hush up, stand up, look up, and lift up. I want to go back to the smile acrostic. I know people will be asking about that that Miss Evelyn talked about um, was sit up and just recognize what's around you. Move up. Don't just sit there and, and, and take the beating, as Miss Evelyn said. Just move up. Figure out a way to put one foot in front of the other. I is inspect what's around you. Understand your surroundings. Know that there's beauty and grace and, and loveliness um, from the Lord all around us. We just have to be willing 
to look at it and find it. L was that listen, and after we listen, a lot of times we got to let it go. She said her and Van got in a little little spat this morning, and she's just going to let it go. I can guarantee you. Um, she listened, and she's just going to let it go. And then that E, the ever-important E and smile, empty the buckets of yesterday. Mm. Empty the regrets, the pain, the the all the things. Empty it out of that bucket and give it to Jesus. Um, friends, we have so many announcements today. Uh, of course, Love Talk is moving times from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. We will have our new time on May the 1st at 10 a.m. So you will not want to miss us in our new time at 10 a.m. Um, maybe you'll already be out in the garden by 10 a.m. Maybe you'll be running errands by 10 a.m. 10 a.m. And you can catch us um, at that time. We're so excited for that move. May the 1st at 10 a.m. Also, National Day of Prayer, the Governor's Prayer Breakfast, May the 3rd. Monday morning, May the 3rd, 6.30 a.m. Kalahari Resorts. You can go to ndpaustin.org and you can sign up there online. We also have on Thursday, May the 6th, which is our National Day of Prayer, when um, our nation observes, we have several things going on in our Central Texas area. In Leander, May the 6th, 6.30 to 7.30 a.m., they are having a, a prayer breakfast. Uh, Chick-fil-A is sponsoring breakfast. Al Clausen Disposal is also one of the sponsors. Um, and this is coming from Jean Kreider and Tiesa Holloway, who are uh, directors at Hill Country Community Ministries. Um, Chuck Walker led that uh, charge over there in Leander for many years, and now Miss um, Holloway has taken over. The mayor of Leander is going to be there, Troy Hill, to um, have a National Day of Prayer proclamation. And one thing that I love they're doing is, that they're doing is they're going to um, blow bubbles to release prayers, which I absolutely think is precious <laughs> and lovely. They've done balloons in the past this yeah. year. They'll do bubbles. We also have an event in Georgetown that evening at Crestview Baptist Church, 630. Bring your lawn chairs. Be out there on the lawn, um, just or you can stay in your car, like drive-in theater. Um, it'll all be simulcast. It'll all be easy to hear right there for you. So lots going on, friends. We pray that you will remember to rise up in this down world. For Kathy Enderbrock, Miss Evelyn Davison, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader, and we'll see you next time right here on Love.